Progress, Infamous, Progress, Infamous, Pyramid, Rollermid, 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 Rollermid. Come on, let's bless his holy name. He's amazing, God. An amazing God. He's an amazing God. Awesomely awesome Jehovah. Awesomely awesome Jehovah. Let's bless his name. He loves us. Deeper than we can ever think. We can never imagine. Deeper than we can ever fathom. We can never understand how really deep God's love is. He doesn't love like man. He doesn't love like we do. We try to imitate him, but his love is deeper, is deeper, is deeper than the ocean. Come on. It is the love of God. And that's what we want to talk about today. How deep is the love of God? Because as Christians, we truly don't know. We have a clue we have understanding of God is love, but do we really know how deep his love is? 
No, do we know how deep his love is for us? How deep do we know his love? Because if we really know the love of God for us, then we won't have some of the issues as humans that we have. We, we, we won't have something else in the place of God. We won't um, we'll have some contentment in our lives when we truly embrace his love. The knowing and the acceptance of his love are two different things. Our Father and the Lord, Papa Lovi, taught us last Sunday powerful teaching about knowing the love of God and accepting that love because many of us know we don't know how to embrace it. We embrace other things and make other things more important because we only know the, the, the love of God as a head knowledge, not as spiritual, as deep as we should know the love of God. So today I just want to put a little bit of touch to it because nobody can actually describe the love of God. It's something that should be experienced. It's something that we must uh, be determined as one-on-one -on -one with God to experience deeply his, his love for us. Amen? Because at the end of the day, what somebody experience of another is not the same as the experience with another person when it comes to the love of God. When somebody is telling you the experience with God, some, sometimes people think it's a joke. People think you're just trying to lie or because why they have not experienced that level of love, the love of God. Okay? So let's 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 work on that a little bit today by the Spirit of God. So Father, we just want to thank you for this moment. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. You truly love us. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, you died. For the sin you never knew, you never committed. So Lord Father, we just want to thank you. We thank you for your love. You so love us. You so love us. You didn't commit any sin. Yes, you knew no sin, the Bible says. So you didn't commit it. You didn't do it. We did it, and you came to pay the price. You came to make the wrong right by giving your own life to us. Father, we thank you. We thank you because you came by yourself. You came by your son, and it was you that came in form of your son. You came as a man, and you 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 un, un, uh, you undo what the enemy did. But the Bible says the enemy came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Lord Himself came that we might have life and have that life more abundantly. Left for the devil alone, he came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Thank you that our lives did not end by what the enemy came to do. We are grateful for the life you've given us. We want to continue to share your love and continue to know you more and deeper in the name of Jesus. As we've come to share, help us to learn more today. If this is not the, the end of the learning. It is part of the learning and the growth that we need to have in you. And so Lord, by your spirit, help us. Help us to comprehend your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 
And amen. So let's go into the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So I have the word of God here with us. We are reading from Romans chapter 8. We're going to touch 35, verse 35, verses 37 to 39. So let's read. It says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? That's a question. What can take us from his love? What can pull us away from his love? What it is? Can you mention one thing? So let's continue. Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? Or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. Oh, that's where, that's a place to give God a shout and a praise. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, no, no matter what we go through, all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced. Oh, yes. Are you convinced today? Are you convinced? He said, and I am convinced that nothing, somebody said nothing. Somebody say nothing. First of all, say, I'm convinced that nothing, oh yeah, oh yeah, can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky, above or in the earth, below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a word. What a powerful word. Come on. So I just want us to talk about this today. How deep is God's love? It's so deep beyond our comprehension. It's so deep. Deeper than we can think deeper than we can feel, deeper than we can fathom. Our job is not to figure out how deep it is. Our job is to embrace it. Our job is to have, you know, our responsibility is to accept the love of God. You know, I've been, uh, gone, you know, I've gone for evangelism for multiple times and several times, and I hear sometimes people say, Oh, they have done this, they've done that. They don't think this God you're talking about can forgive them uh, because they've really done some horrible stuff and they just want to live their lives and die in hell. You know, people just condemn themselves like that. Like, oh, no, no, no. That God is not for people like them because, you know, they live their lives and they're just living their life, whatever they're doing, whatever they want to do. And they don't think the God that I'm talking about can really condone what they do or accept them. And I tell them, it doesn't matter what you've done. Are you tired of doing it? Are you, are you, do you still want to continue to pursue that? Which you know, you said it's bad. You already said it, it's not good. But do you want to make a new life? Do you want to allow something new? Do you want to allow God to help you? Do you want a new leave? Is this something that you're tired? Well, it is, you know, some will say, well, they've been tired for a while, they've been tired forever, and they're just sick and tired, and they don't know where to go. They just, they're just going to be here until the Jesus comes and destroy them. I said, don't say that. 
if you are tired, the best thing you can do is to give it to the Lord. You are really tired. You don't want to continue with this life. You've lived it. You know there's no headway. You know there's no future. You've already said your place is already hell because you know what you do. You've not explained. You've not given details, but you know. So why wait until the day of destruction when you can now, right now, right here, give it to the Lord and be saved and make heaven? Oh, well, so he's going to forgive? Of course. So you hear them praying the prayer of salvation. Sometimes they're crying. Sometimes they're just, you can tell that they just humble themselves. Sometimes you can tell that they are showing this remorse. They are, sometimes you can tell that this is their last, you know, hope. This is, it's like they were ready to end it somehow. You can tell they've come to the end of their rope. Amen. And you see them praying this prayer and all of a sudden the smile comes on their face and, and you're like, okay, Jesus, you've done your work here. Holy Spirit, you finished what you wanted to do here. Let me now leave and go to the next person. Amen. So what am I saying? We don't, we think when we talk to somebody and they try to, to say they love us, makes us feel better. So the reason why people uh, uh, seek for validation, even Christians, I'm talking about Christians now, even Christians, the, the reason why some seek for validation from people, seek approval from people, seek love affirmations from people is because they have not received the love of God. Because the love of God will make you, there's this uh, uh, contentment that it gives you over stuff, over the desires of your heart, over the things that are happening in your life, when you feel like you are alone, there is the love of God that fills you. Like you feel like you are on top of the world, not because you have everything, but, but because you have Jesus and you have embraced his love. Like there's nothing like it. No amount of money you have in this world will bring you to this place I'm talking about. No, 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 no wealth. No relationships in this world will equate what I'm trying to tell you. It is so rich. It is so tangible. It is so rewarding. It is so, uh, uh, it keeps you grounded. Like, this is for real. I don't want to leave this place. I don't want to have anything else added to this. Because it's so genuine. It's so real. It is so comforting. It is, it is so good. We, we know much as, as Christians, we know about God. We know God. We serve God. But we don't know how to embrace all of his love for us. Have you ever done anything that's amazing? You felt the love of God, like, okay, God, this, I, I please God doing this because his word said I should do this. But what about when you messed up about something? Did you know the same love was calling you back to embrace you and to grace you 
to grace you over that sin so that you, that sin doesn't come back again? Especially in the areas that you know that you struggle. It is the coming back to the same love. You love me that you died for me. So that whatever was meant to take over me, I am empowered by your grace to take charge over that thing. Glory to God. So God's love is deep. It's too deep. You can't have too much of it as in, okay, let me just have enough of this for now. Later I can go back and take some. I don't want to you know, empty it or I don't want to uh, uh, take too much of it. It is so deep that you cannot empty this well of his love. You can't empty it. It's overflowing. The problem is we don't get enough of it. And so we are deficient when we don't get enough of it. We feel there's something, there's a void already because we are not receiving all of his love. When God's love is truly in you, when God's love becomes the, the, the water that you drink, when it becomes the air that you breathe, when it becomes uh, uh, what fills you up, what intoxicates you, when it becomes your go-to, what happens is you begin to see yourself living a life of contentment. You begin to reverence his fear, the fear of honor to God. Like, I have to honor him. It is my responsibility to live a life of honor to the Lord that loves me. There's something about when you love somebody, you truly love somebody, you will do everything not to, you know, offend them. Because what is love if you want to be offending the person all the time, doing the wrong thing? And then you, they keep saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, no. In real life, real love is you make sure you are not doing anything intentionally. There are mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Mistakes will come, but you are you let go. You don't let that stand on the way of you being with that person or, or letting life continue and moving on with your lives. But intentionally doing things, nobody does that. So we can't live that, that same life with God thinking, or we just, uh, you know, just keep doing the wrong thing. He's already given us the grace. The reason why some of us do things without thinking is because we don't have enough of his love. We will not embrace the all of God. Because the day you embrace the all of God, there are things you will never be comfortable to do anymore. You cannot even, even if you try, it won't be possible anymore. Because now you are dead to that thing. You are dead to that thing. Especially things that grieves the Holy Spirit. The things that grieves the heart of God. The love of God will keep you humble. 
We keep you grounded. We keep you focused. Your aim is not to please any man, but to please the Lord. Amen? Amen, somebody. We are secured. Looking for security? Embrace the love of God. That's your security. It's more than any security you can find in this world. Because he said, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. No, no, no. He will not leave. Nor forsake you. That's security. You can take that to the bank. That's a blank check. Write anything you want to write on it. And cash it. Glory to God. What am I saying? The book of First First Corinthians chapter thirteen, four to seven. Love is not just love. Love is deep. The love of God is deep. It's out of this world. It's incredible, it's infinite, it's unfailing. This is the kind of love he wants us to have for each other as his people. As his people. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Love endures through every circumstance. Hallelujah. God is love. Oh my Jesus. Oh my Jesus. Glory to God. Patient and kind. That's love. How patient are we? How kind are we? Are we jealous? Are we boastful? Hello? Are we proud or rude? You say it does not demand its own way. Do we demand our own way or God's way? It is not irritable. Are you, do you give people room to be themselves? To make mistakes because nobody's perfect? I'm not talking about living in mistakes and living in sin. I'm talking about when somebody, you know, is doing some things that 
irritates you. Maybe they are having their moments. Do you overlook? Do you try to cover them? Do you try to pray for them? Because you don't know what they might be going through. Because many people have issues. And some can handle it better than some. So, how accommodating? That's the right, that's the, the right word. How accommodating are we? It's a different thing when somebody, when some people choose to live a lifestyle of sin and dishonor, or somebody just making a mistake. This is how the day went for them, you know. It was not uh, 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 the best day for them. You know, they were having a bad, a bad day. Uh, you know, I understand that. We all go through that. Sometimes, you know, life is life. But we also know the place of authority. That no matter what is going on, I'm not going to let what is going on to determine my joy, to determine my peace, to determine my freedom in the Lord. I'm going to enjoy my day. I'm going to enjoy my day. So I'm talking about how accommodating are we when people are not having the best day per their definition. Because some people will do something and when you ask, are you okay? They'll tell you they're not having a good day. And in that occasion, I think you, we can speak into their lives. Oh, no. For, because you are still alive, you are having a good day. I declare that over you. No, I let, I'm, I'm letting you know now that you are having a good day from this moment forward because you are alive to see this day. So you help them reverse whatever they are confessing unto themselves. Amen? You don't let that which they are doing to irritate you. What they are doing is to them, they are having a bad day, but to you, the devil wants to steal their joy. And so instead of you being, uh, you know, being angry at what they are doing, you are irritated and you speak into their lives. You might not say it to them directly, you know, depending on how their, their actions and their reactions are, you, you might not be able to say it openly to them. But one thing you can do is to pray without telling them you are praying. I've done that several times. And before you know it, the, uh, you know, the mood changes and you begin to see what, like, uh -oh, was it the same person that was saying this earlier or somebody else? You can tell that now the countenance has changed. Amen? Because the Lord answers prayers. He doesn't just answer Bible prayers. He answers the prayers of the heart too. But sometimes we might not be able to pray out loud. But if you are really connected to the Spirit of God, you can pray anyhow. With your mouth closed, but your heart connected to God, he can hear your prayers. For somebody, for yourself, for any situation. Amen? And it keeps no wrong of being wronged. 
I know sometimes we, we try to bring the, the what happened in the past to the present, maybe as a reminder, as a correction, or as uh, not necessarily to judge, or as in, it could be a reminder that, uh, you know, this was taken care of the other day, and, and so you were expecting something different this time, or it could be that the past was meant to remind us of the present so we can do better now than we did yesterday. So it shouldn't be uh, 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 in a context of judgment, as in you blaming them for what happened yesterday because this one is also evil or it's also not good. It should be a place of correction, a place of, of a reminder to be better. It's not, it shouldn't be a place of judgment. So it keeps no record of being wronged, which means you are not saying what about what happened yesterday to, to let this person know the person was wrong, but you're letting them know that that paved way for this day to be better than that. It's not judgmental. It's a place where you are allowing this person to understand the two scenarios, what it was, what it should have looked like. Because if that, if our mistakes is not helping us to grow, to become better, then we are not, we are the one responsible. If mistakes happened yesterday and we try everything we can to avoid it today, we will not repeat the same. But if we don't care and we, are, we don't want to be responsible for what happened, it can repeat itself. And that becomes a circle or a pattern, a pattern that is not of God. So now we want to make sure as we love by the love of God, we are not keeping the wrongs of yesterday. We are not keeping, we are not reminding somebody what they did wrong. But we are giving them the grace to grow out of what was wrong. Amen? Amen. It keeps no record of being wronged. No record of being wronged. Let the past be past. Let's not generate something new from the past that doesn't give life. If there's anything, it should be something that we add value. Anything that we add value. Amen? It does not rejoice about injustice. You don't want to be the kind that just because you want to be in somebody's case, you lie about stuff. There are people that do that without even blinking their eyes. Like you lying, this is not true. And they say, yeah, it's true. Huh? That's a lie. They say, mm-mm. Like they really lie, and the devil will like will, will, will tell the Lord, like maybe telling the Lord, I'm just imagining, like the devil will be telling the Lord, see that person lying, I'm not responsible. <laughs> like the devil telling the Lord, you see that person, I didn't send that person an assignment, 
That person is on their own. It's not the devil that's responsible for that. Hello. So let's let let's not, you know, cover. Let's not be the type that condoles evil. Period. Fight injustice. Fight it because God never condoles sin or injustice. He fights it. The truth must win. The word of God must rule and reign. Love never gives up. How many times I have told my clients, wonderful people, yes, they've been through hell, but listen, you are not a loser. You are not um, uh, a failure until you give up. Until you give up. Have you ever met anyone that's successful and they will tell you they gave up and then they were successful? No. They were rocks thrown at them. They went from water to fire, from fire to water, from, hello. And because they refused to give up, their situation gave up, hello. And God took over. So you can't give up and expect God to come through for you. You just have to keep the hope alive. Keep your hope alive in God. Keep when you can't believe anymore, just trust. Well, if everything fails, I know God cannot fail me. No, no, no. He's too faithful to fail me. Hello? And love endures through every situation, every circumstance. No matter what it is. So when you when you are struggling with any of these areas of life, category, you know, these categories that I've just mentioned, know that you are not embracing the love of God. You are not embracing the all of the love of God for you. Are you hearing me? The love of God keeps you grounded. I said it. The peace that he gives to you. The fear of God that he instills in you. Will make you live differently. Will make you see things in his lens. Not your lens. That every satisfaction. Every uh, desire that is not of him automatically becomes something that it becomes a problem to you now, because you know, this is, God is not happy with this and I'm gonna stay away from it. You, you nobody will need to preach to you. Why? Because whom you love, you don't intentionally wrong them or make them feel um, you know, have to question what you do because you want to please them. You want to please them at all costs. You don't want to offend someone you love. You don't offend someone you love. Intentionally, no, you don't. You make mistakes. You repent. Blessings to you, Prophet Elijah. 
you repent and you stay away from that sin, from that wrong. You, you don't go doing the same thing. No, no. You say you're sorry, genuinely, sincerely, and you step away from that. It's a back, you, you turn your back against that thing that you did, like bye-bye to that thing. Because it was, um, it was a mistake, it was an error, and now you are turning your back away from it, you wanna live right. Having the love of God will keep you in that place where all you want to do is to please God. That is why when you miss it in a place, in an area of your life, you can't sleep at night because the Holy Spirit will keep knocking on the door of your heart, telling you to do the right thing, telling you don't sleep until you do this, you're not going to sleep. Because the day your conscience tells you that the way you live, that is away from God's approval, is the way to live. That's the day the devil gets you. Because now you want to live in sin. It's not like you sinned. You are a sin. You become a sin because you want to live in it. Ask yourself. When you begin to think something God is giving you is not enough, God is giving you a blessing, but your eye is somewhere else, you want to add someone else's to your own, ask yourself, have I embraced the love of God for me? That's when you ask him to come and invade every area of your life and begin to ask the love of God to fuel you because you want all of him. Because you can't have him and desire anything that's not pleasing to him. Mm -mm. Because nothing else can fuel you. Nothing else can make you feel good. Anything else will make you feel toxic, will make you feel bad, feel dirty, feel nasty. No, no, no. You want to feel good. You want to feel good. You're not perfect, but you're living the best Life you can by his grace. Amen. Amen, somebody. So, what are we saying? Don't try to understand the love of God. Embrace it. Can we understand it? I don't think so because it's too... How can you understand someone dying for you that didn't, didn't even sin, didn't make any mistakes, didn't cause any trouble? How can you understand it? We can't understand it. Well, let someone the courage, the grace to accept his love. Because it will cover a lot. It will grace us deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Why? Because who you love you will not offend. You will not offend intentionally, like I said. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18 to 19, the Bible says, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. 
may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. See what I'm talking about? It's God's word, Ephesians 3, 18 to 19. Though it is too great to understand fully. Because when you try to understand it, you might get crazy. You might, you might just lose your mind. Like, okay, 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 I don't know. Leave it at what you know. And just don't try to know his love. Just, Lord, all of it, how deep, how high it is, I embrace it. I receive it all. Embrace it. It will fuel you. It will make you a new, a new man. It will turn your mindset around. Amen. It will purge you. It will make things that causes God to, uh, 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 to, you know, whatever it is that makes you struggle in certain areas. The love of God will cause you to begin to gain grounds in those areas. I'm not talking about partial embrace. Lord, in this area that I'm struggling, I embrace your love to empower me. Because once this empowerment comes, that sin, that desire will die. That addiction will die because it's a loss, because it's an addiction, it's a void that is calling and crying out to be filled. And only the love of God can fill every void in our lives. Only the love of God can fill our voids. Nobody, no desire. No feelings anywhere. The love of God. The love of God. The love of God will help you to maintain your boundaries and don't cross boundaries that you have no business crossing. It will keep you grounded. That you are able to honor who you are called to honor. You are able to respect yourself and respect others. Hallelujah. The scripture says, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Woo! Let me read it one more time. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. All of the fullness of life and power. Hey! Ooh, I feel this power right here, right now. Then you will be able 
you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from embracing his love, the power to love him, to live for him, to be an exemplary leader, exemplary follower of Christ. The power to live a godly life, exemplary life. Do you also know that his love keeps us safe? It keeps us safe. When you have the love of God, that's why the Bible says he has not given us the spirit of fear. Hello? In the first Peter or so, it says he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and sound mind. See love? You see this love we're talking about? Hallelujah. Psalm 5, verses 11 to 12 says, But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. Oh, Jesus, 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 this is so sweet. Oh, my God. You surround them with your shield of love. God's love is a shield. It's a shield from troubles. It's a shield from arrows. It's a shield from the wicked. It's a shield from the enemies of your soul. It's a shield. The shield to them that embrace him. And embrace all of his love. It's not the same love as the world. The world's love is shallow. This one is deep, it's high. It is big. Big love. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's long, it's wide, it's high, it's deep. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Santa Thank you, Jesus. God's love is personal. This is why the love he has for someone you can't use for yours. This is why it's so important that you know, that you know and embrace it for you. And embrace it for you. Amen? Embrace the love of God for you. Because it's there for you. You are a child of God. He died because he loves you. So embrace. Ooh. Embrace his love. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Just, just begin to 
imagine the most high God standing before you with his arms stretched to embrace you. Allow God to love on you. Receive all of his love. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. With his love comes grace to help you overcome, to help you make the right decision, to help you guide you in the ways you should go and the way to do things and lead and be a blessing to your world. Yes. Allow his love to sink. Let it sink. Let it sink. Let it sink in. Masakanda rabahukushi keta rabada. Lere de soko balakata. Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. Lord, thank you for loving us. Your love is kind. Your love is good. Your love is beautiful. Your love is awesome. Your love is great. Oh, Jesus. Your love is infinite. Your word is mighty. Your word is good. Your love is good. Your love is good. Your love is good. Your love is kind. Your love is glorious. How wonderful is your love. We are grateful. Thank you for your love. So thank you for your love. There's nothing we can give. There's nothing we can do. To keep us away from your love. You will love us to the end. We embrace all of your love for us. We embrace all. Begin to embrace all of God's love for you. Embrace, embrace, embrace. 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 Oh, Lord, thank you. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Oh, Father, thank you. Just begin to thank him right now because I feel it. Just begin to thank the Lord. Thank him for his love. Oh, oh, thank you for your presence, God. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Receive his love. 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 Take it. Take it and thank him. Take it and thank him. You begin, from this moment, you begin to experience some level of grace to do certain things that you have fought. Certain things you have struggled to do. You begin to see yourself just doing it. Like, hello, what happened? There's no struggle anymore to say yes to the Lord. There's no struggle anymore, you know, in doing what is right before him. There's no struggle anymore in pleasing the Lord, whether in my closet or in my, you know, out there in the world. Now you are consistent. 
in living the life is called you and I to live. Amen? Amen. 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 Glory to God. Woo! Somebody blessed. I am super blessed. I am super, super blessed. Tell me something. I am super blessed. So I'm glad you're here to be part of the blessing. Apostle Lawrence, God bless you. Prophet Elijah, God bless you. Let me tell you, God is good. I feel his love. It's like an ocean. Like an ocean. You know when the ocean, uh, you see the ocean, how big it is that you can't even put an end to the, you don't know where the end is. You know, as a coach and as uh, someone that God has gifted prophetically, uh, when God is trying to show me something, he gives me a metaphor of what I'm trying to, what he's trying to show me. How big that thing is. I'm seeing the ocean right now. I'm seeing the ocean. And when you look at the ocean, you don't see the end of the ocean. You look at the, you know, before you, there'll be no end. Left, there'll be no end. You know, on your right, there'll be no end. It's just vast, like in there. And you can see, you know, that is what I see right now. And that is God showcasing what he's trying to tell us about his love. So immerse yourself in it. Immerse yourself. Like you see in the ocean, jumping into it, not because you, you're drowning in there, but because you are soaking yourself in awe of the love of God. It's a metaphor. Because when you are able to see spiritually, you are able to embrace what he's doing now. Because it's not about where you are in particular or physically, it's about what can you see beyond where you are? Hello, somebody. Hello. <laughs> God bless you. Let me not go too deep now. God bless you. God bless you. And um, if you don't have Jesus, you need Jesus now. Not tomorrow, brother. Not tomorrow, sister. Not tomorrow, my brother and my sister, not tomorrow, not next hour. Now is very, very crucial. Because there's a reason why you hear this, reason why you are the sound of my voice. Jesus loves you, cares about you. What do you want to do now? You want us to pray? You ready to pray? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Pray after me. Say after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Yeah. I come to you just as I am. I am very sorry for all of my sins. With my heart, I believe, my mouth, I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Congratulations. Welcome to God's family. See, we when people come to my, you know, when we go uh, on this broadcast, you know, sharing God's word, what I always say is this, you can't just give your life and sit at home because you will not be able to grow doing so. You will not be able to grow. The only way we can grow is to be in a place where the word is preached, not just any word, a living word of God. Because some places, they don't really take the time to teach or preach the word that is empowered enough to equip us, to help us to grow. So, are you ready? Say God, tell God to 
show you your church. Like, I want to attend where you want me to attend, Lord. I want to connect with the local church that you have ordained for me. And if God is leading you to Revelation Church, Revelation Church LA, Revelation Church LA in Simi Valley, California. Come and be blessed. If you are visiting from another country, another state, you are in California, you're welcome to visit, visit Revelation Church LA. It's going to be a blessing. Okay, Thursdays we have prophetic service, 7.30. Sundays we have 10 a.m. Sunday service. I promise you will not live the same way you come. Your life will be blessed. It will be blessed beyond your imagination. This is what I know. And this is what God will do for you as you show up. Amen? God bless you. And... Um, that's all. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, you can always, you know, put in the comment or you can uh, email info at divine empowerment with mercy.com. I hope you've been blessed as I have been blessed. We give God all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Have an amazing rest of the day. Bye. It's Dr. Mercy Omani, your humble host. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us today. Amen. So, see you later. Bye. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless you. I hope you have subscribed. <laughs>